We have a special guest today. Will Cade play in the season opener? And if he doesn't, what kind of ripple effects will follow because of that? Stay tuned for today's episode of Lockdown Pistons Podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal, everybody? It's your host, Kuka Hill. Per usual, you can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You can also find me on YouTube at Coos Barroom. You can also find us on YouTube at Locked On Pistons. If you're already watching this on YouTube, you already knew that. But if you did not know that, we are now on YouTube at Locked On Pistons. Go check us out. It's a lot of fun. But today, I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockout.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. So, like I told you guys in the opener, we have a special guest here with us today. I was lucky enough to have him on. It was last second, but he agreed to come on. We have Rod Beard of the Detroit News on the podcast today. Thank you, Rod, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, cool. No problem, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm in for whatever. Down for whatever. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. So, I tell this story. Every time Every time I have Rod on something with me, I always tell this story. I have to tell you guys this. I don't think I've told you guys this story since I became the host of Lockdown Pistons. So I started out on YouTube like five years ago in 2016. And the first person who ever helped me or ever said anything to me or like gave me a lending hand or anything was Rod. He went on one of my, my very first YouTube video I ever made. And he left me like a two paragraph long like like response about how my video was and my thoughts and everything. Ever since then, like I used that to like really springboard myself and make myself feel like I can actually do this. So I always feel a certain type of way for Rod. I appreciate everything he's done for me. And I just had to share that story because I, I want to make sure everyone knows that what he what kind of guy he is. He's a really good guy. But um, today, in today's episode, obviously, this is going to be the last, actually, no, the second to last episode before the prison season opener. I think this might be the last episode before we find out of Cage going to play in the season opener. I believe we might get told tomorrow. Uh, it might be a game day decision kind of thing. But, Rod, you know I had to put you on the spot. I know you, James, Amar, you guys have all been working around the clock, uh, giving us all the info on Cade's injury, whether he'll play or not. Um, I, I know you've said just about everything you can say on Twitter and in your articles, but I still have to put you on the spot. Do you think Cade's going to play tomorrow or in the opening night? I don't know. <laughs> so that's, the best, that's, that's really the best that I can give you. and it, It's kind of where Casey is, and I, I think maybe he knows, but he's been dropping these hints like um, – he practiced a little bit today and he, he had said before that he wants him to go through three or four practices fully before he puts him out on the court and, and lets him play. But is it a partial practice? Does this count? How many more partial practices have they been there been? And my gut says, no, he's not going to play and they're going to let him get completely healthy. But for the part of practice that we do get to see toward the end, he's jumping off his both feet. There's no wrap or there's no brace or anything that he wears on that foot. So it, it doesn't look like there's anything. I think they're just being overly, overly, overly cautious because you don't want a guy to go out there. And I mean, we if you've had a sprained ankle and you probably have anybody else who's listening, who's had a sprained ankle, it doesn't heal the first day. The first week, you might not really feel like you're at 100 percent again. It might take a little bit more time. And if you're a, a professional athlete and you're on that ankle all the time and these guys are practicing every day in training camp, it's not going to get better by continuing to just continue to work on it and, and, and play on it and, and shoot on it. Just a little bit he's doing might be the most that he can handle for right now. My gut says, no, he doesn't play in the opener. 
but probably somewhere in this first string of four games, maybe on that, that week-long road trip right after that, that he's able to get in the lineup somewhere. Yeah, well, I know you know that fans aren't going to be happy to hear that, but I'm starting to – you guys have heard me throughout the week and ever since his injury was announced or, or Dwayne Casey told us that he sprained his ankle a few weeks ago. And I think it's at like two and a half weeks ago now, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, well, it, it, it might be a full three now because it was right at the start of training camp. Media day was on that Monday. So, yeah, it's getting toward a full three weeks. Two and a half is about right. There you go. So, I, I know when he first told us, they said it initially, I think this is where fans are a little bit worried and why they get – too crazy about it which i said over and over not to get too worried about it, it doesn't sound like it's too, anything too serious but they they still hang on to the he, he shouldn't be out our first preseason game i think it was something along those lines that Dwayne casey said and right i think it was the opening uh day of training camp uh, and they've held on to that so they're assuming it well you know we went from that and now he may not even play the regular season opener uh three weeks later uh, but again i like you said we've seen videos of him playing or not playing but shooting around afterwards jumping around the ankle and like you said, I have sprained my ankle. I've broken my ankle twice. I've sprained my ankle. Yeah. My ankles are really bad. Uh, but for me, if if it was really bad, you wouldn't be jumping around shooting on it. You wouldn't be doing anything on it because it would really hurt. You just wouldn't be doing anything. So the fact that he's shooting around and doing all that after practice, and also like you said, Dwayne Casey told us today that he is he was a partial. He did participate in some of the practice today as well, which is a good sign. Um, but I go back as well. Um, at first today when he said that uh, he was on course, I believe was the exact statement he used that uh, he was on his on course to play Wednesday and then we found out that he was partial participant in practice today at first I was like okay well I think he probably is going to end up playing because you know he didn't have to include the part about he's on course to play Wednesday he could just kept saying you know we don't know yet we're not gonna put a timetable on it we're not gonna rush him back we're not gonna be stupid like he's been saying that over and over and over the part that he hasn't said over and over and over again is about him being on course for Wednesday so for me I personally felt like he didn't have to go out and say that however I've slowly started to fall back a little bit and thinking that he's probably not going to play the opening night. Uh, Cause I, I just, I go back to when he said like the last week that he needed like two or three practices before he actually got out to play a game. Yep. And if he's a partial practice today, that's one, he has one more today possible. Are they counting? Like you said, are they counting partial practices as like a practice towards that two to three practice count? And even at that, in that, if he practices today will be two days and that's still not three days of practice. So, uh, and then do they play him? like if they even do play him opening night, is he on a minutes restriction? Can he go all out? Like who knows what's going on with it? I know fans are, I feel like a lot of fans really want to know because a lot of them are like teetering on buying opening tickets. and They don't know if they want to go to the game if K doesn't play. Uh, but the Pistons are being cautious with it. They're doing the right thing. Uh, you want to make sure he's absolutely 100% healthy. I have a feeling we're going to find out. We may find out tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this. Uh, there may be a game day type of thing. Do you think, Rod, that it's going to be something we find out on game day or do you think we possibly may find out on Tuesday? I think it'll be a game day deal of of just when we get there for pregame, it's going to be, hey, he's a game time decision. We'll see how he feels when he gets out and, and, and runs on it in, in pregame stuff. Because you want to start your season in that way. You want to have the fans excited about it. Um, but above all, you just want to have him healthy. And, and what he said today, too, was you don't want to you don't want to be stupid is, is the word. And that's what caught my attention. You, we don't want to do anything stupid by putting him out there too quickly and letting him re-injure it. So I think that's what makes me lean a little bit more toward maybe he's not uh, going to play and get him a couple more practices. Um, they got the Bulls, they got um, Atlanta, and then the Sixers. It's a murderous row of the first couple of games that they have. So there's no need to rush him back because are, are you going to go 4-0 in this this first four games? Probably not. You, you just want to make sure that you get him back and he's ready to go when he does come back. 
Yeah, I think the first 10 games are really tough for the Pistons, too. They have one of the, the toughest first 10 games of the season. It's really the bad. First, the first 40. The first 40. Are yeah, just, I mean. Their, their schedule is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. But, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, I think some people could say that the first 82 will be tough for the Pistons this year. But uh, <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> there you go. But uh, when we come back, if Cade does not play, what kind of ripple effect does that cause? Because Dwayne Casey has said that he wants to keep his bench unit together. But if K doesn't play, is that still going to be possible? We'll talk about that coming up from the after we come back from the break. But first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Theragun. Theragun, don't let the stu- don't let the stress of daily life. Whoa, I struggled at the beginning of that. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the daily tension free, tension free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percursive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension issuing a scientifically calibrated combo of depth speed and power that's a mouthful and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush the gen 4 theragun doesn't just feel good it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using the gain signature percursive therapy one which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no substitute for the theragun gen 4 theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and people like yourself. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. So make sure to go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. All right, Rod. So that's the first time I think you've ever been on with me when you've heard, had to listen to me read ads. You know, we got, we got a little bit more. Oh, the, the reads. The, the reads are out here now. I, I yep. need a gun myself. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a little bit more professional now, man. I, I've built my way up. It's been a long five You're years. coming five. up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but um, like I said before the break, Dwayne Casey has said many times, and I, I'm sure you know you've been in more of the press conferences than I can. Most of the time when they have the little media sessions during practice, I'm at work. I joined today. Uh, on Mondays, but I was at work, so I wasn't able to really like listen as much as I wanted to. Uh, but you're in it every single day, obviously. You get to go to practice, so you're well aware of the fact that uh, Dwayne Casey has said on multiple occasions that he wants to keep his bench unit together. He made that like a point of emphasis somewhat in the preseason. Uh, in a preseason that dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of things that you don't really can take away in a preseason, I think the one solid thing you can actually take away from the Pistons preseason is the fact that Dwayne Casey wants to keep that bench unit together. However, if Kay Cunningham doesn't play, I think that kind of throws a wrench into that. Do you think that he's going to be forced to split up his bench unit, or do we possibly see Rodney Magruder? We saw him start in the uh, preseason games. Does he start in the regular season? I don't know. Does he Does he still do that in, a, in the games that actually matter? Does he break it up? Josh Jackson's been playing really well. Does he elevate Josh Jackson in the starting lineup? What, what do you think his solution will be if Kay does not go? I think it actually could be a, a blessing in disguise. It's that it makes some of that decision easier for him Okay. Uh, because at the, at that two guard spot, you can move Frank Jackson into that starting group, which he did in in two of the preseason games. You move Frank there, and then you can still have uh, Hamadou Diallo and Josh Jackson coming off the bench as your two and three. Or if, if you want to put Josh in as a starting two, you can do that too. Uh, but you just don't have a smaller, more athletic two. You need the three point presence in that starting lineup. So I would tend to think if, if K doesn't play, that that's where Frank Jackson naturally just slides in. And we've seen that from Frank in preseason so far, that quick trigger, not afraid to take the shot, um, good defensive ability that he brings there too. Uh, and then, again, you need get to bring Diallo and Josh Jackson off the bench. So everything kind of slides into place. 
if Cade plays, then you've got to make some decisions about where that rotation of 10 is going to cut off. And so who doesn't play? Is, is Hamadou not going to play? Is Josh not going to play? He's already said Josh is in the rotation from just what he's done in the, in the preseason. You can't really sit Frank. So it, it makes it where Hamadou actually fits in and he has a good slot for him if Cade doesn't play. So the depth at the wing spots has actually turned out to be something good for them that can cover up uh, as much as you can cover up not having Cade. It can, can help that where you've got some good, strong options there. So I'm glad that you brought up Hamadou Diallo's name. So, but first of all, let me say, I don't know my opinion. I don't know which way they're going to go. I'm sure you guys have a better idea of it. Uh, but for me, I, I, I'm not sure which way they go. Cause I know that he said that the benching is something he wants to stick together. He hasn't been able to really keep his starting unit together at all. They, the, the legit starting five hasn't played at all. I don't know if they've even been able to play in training camp because Cade got hurt. In like Pro- the first Probably day that first day, camp. first or second day they were, they were playing together. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, it is a lot of, we spend our days trying to go through his past quotes and trying to figure out, well, what does he mean by this? What does he mean by that one? And if you string all of these things together, is there something that you can conclude from all of yeah. that? So yeah, he wants to have a, a, a rotation of 10. He wants to keep the bench unit together. But if Cade's not there, then, yeah, you, you start to run into some issues with that. It looks like Sadiq is going to be back and Killian Hayes is going to be back for the opener. So there's only that one spot with Cade that you're really starting to try to figure out what you want to do. And and then today he threw another monkey wrench in with Kelly Olenek, uh, had some type of mysterious, we can't even say lower body injury because I asked if it was another ankle and he said no. And so it, you don't want to go hunting. Well, is it his head? Is it his arm? Is it his pinky? What what the heck is it? So, I mean, that, that might be something else to look out for that Garza gets a little bit more time if um, if, if Kelly Olenek isn't going to be ready to go. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you with the two-guard spot, if Cade doesn't go, uh, and you brought up the name Hamadou Diallo. On the last podcast, um, actually, let me rewind even farther back. Throughout the offseason, I thought that Hamadou Diallo was guaranteed a spot in the rotation. I thought they were going to pay him this offseason, and they did. Uh, I thought they were going to pay him more than Frank Jackson, which they did. And I thought all both those things combined with how he played for the Pistons last season, I thought there just wasn't going to be a way they keep him out. Um, and then I also thought they needed Frank Jackson shooting. Like you mentioned, they desperately need shooting. They talked about nonstop all offseason training camp media day. They've mentioned multiple times how they wanted to attack shooting, address shooting. Uh, Dwayne Casey even said today or yesterday when you guys are listening to this that, you know, they need to get more threes up. It's a point of emphasis to get more shots uh, from beyond the arc up. Um, so th- that puts even more emphasis on playing Frank Jackson. So I thought those two guys before this offseason or in the offseason before training camp, that those two guys are going to be in the rotation. I thought they possibly were going to trade Josh. I thought Josh may have been the guy out. I thought they were going to trade him. But it seems like Troy really likes him. Dwayne Casey really likes him. Man, it seems like Josh has taken a major step forward in his development, decision-making-wise, processing defenses, and playing at, I called it yesterday, a more calm uh, yep. calm rate. Right? Like, I wouldn't call it, like, more to, like together or self-control or anything. I think the best way to do it when you watch him is that he looks more calm out there. He looks like he knows what he's doing. So – after preseason, now you, I feel like I've completely flipped now. Josh is obviously in the rotation. You can't sit him, and he might actually be, he might actually be a good piece for the Pistons moving forward in totality, not just this season. But that's going too far ahead. But either way, Josh is in the rotation. Frank Jackson, you still need his shooting. It, mm-hmm. You desperately need his shooting. And the one guy that you, I guess, you could say struggled in preseason more out of all three of them was Hamdou Diallo. Frank Jackson, apparently, from what people were saying about the open scrimmage that he looked like the best player on the floor in the open scrimmage. Yep. He had a good few practices from training camp after he came back from um, his ankle injury and the Pistons have just been 
don't get me started with the ankle injuries. They're they they're doing they're just tough over there. But when he came back, he was pretty good from what everyone has said. And they did start him in the in in the preseason game. So it's looking like Hamdou Diallo is going to be the guy out. And I don't feel like many people would have said that before training camp at all. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. So I think you're right that it kind of be a blessing in disguise. I don't know for the Pistons, but for Hamdou Diallo, because I feel like to start to see the Hamdou Diallo was going to be out this rotation. Um, and that was Rod's dog. I know I told you guys that I got a new dog, but that is not my dog barking. That My dog is much more uh, <laughs> <laughs> much more high-pitched voice. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is that I feel like it's more of a blessing in disguise for Hamdou Diallo because this gives him a chance to kind of put up more of a competition to get back into the rotation and prove that he should be in it. Because I feel like right now, if Cade was healthy, he's, he wouldn't be in there. Would, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think at this point with what we've seen in the preseason, it's not that Diallo was bad. It's just that uh, Frank was so good at what he does, and uh, Josh is so good at everything. I mean, just the, from his ball handling, his passing, finding open guys, his rebounding, his defense. Um, that that last game against the Sixers, he like almost single-handedly kept them in the game toward the end of that, and, and that's what you want to see from him is, is that he can help you on the defensive end, turn some of that defense in the offense, and um, – for Diallo, he's got to be a better outside shooting threat. Even if he's not making them, he's got to be a legitimate threat to, to take one and make one. Uh, and he just wasn't that in the preseason. There, there wasn't a lot of evidence of that. And Josh, he, he did that, and we know that Frank can do that. So uh, for, for what you said, too, that the shooting is the important thing, especially with Cade not in there, you need to have guys who are ready to shoot the ball, and those two guys are going to do it a little bit better than Hami is, at least for right now. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just, I, again, like I said, I feel like a lot of people before training camp even happened that you, no one would have thought that Hamadou Diallo, I feel like, would be out of rotation. So this is, I mean, if K doesn't play, this kind of gives Hamadou Diallo the chance to show that, hey, I, I should be in this rotation. I'm, I'm still a part of this. I want to be a part of this and all that kind of thing. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see which way he goes with the starting lab. Who knows? He might, I mean, it, the thing is, I guess I kind of forgot to say this part in my soliloquy that I was having, but uh if he wants to keep, if Dwayne Casey wants to keep his bench unit together, uh, that would you would assume that that has Frank Jackson and Josh Jackson as part of the bench unit. So then my first thought instantly went to, well, if Hamadou Diallo is not a part of the bench unit, would he just start Hamadou Diallo then so he can keep his bench unit together? But then I don't know if you, I don't think that he prioritizes the bench lineup that much the way he would sacrifice the shooting for the starting lineup. I feel like Kate or not Kate Killian needs as much space as possible to operate. And with Hamadou Diallo out there and Isaiah Stewart still like, teetering on like a big who can't who will shoot the three not a big who does shoot the three um yeah. it's it's I, I think they need that space and so i don't know it's gonna be interesting i honestly i also would not be too shocked if he went rodney magruder they seem to like him and it seemed to trust him i don't know if he's completely healed from that injury that he had in the preseason uh but but either way it's gonna be interesting to see which way he goes if k does not play uh in the opening night and i know that a lot of you guys are waiting to buy those tickets I would wait till literally tomorrow. I, I would give it tomorrow or today to, when you guys are listening to Tuesday. I'd give all Tuesday. If you don't get nothing, then you're just going to have a tough choice you're going to have to make. I suggest that you go anyways. Opening night's fun. Uh, but if you're waiting to hear about Cade, yeah, you're going to have a tough decision to make. Well, well no, that, that 530 in, NBA injury report that comes out, that should have a, a definitive something or another. But Okay, well, it looks like we might have lost Rod right there. So while we try to give him a chance to get back here, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys – some of our sponsors right now. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. In the NBA season, we're back and better than ever. 
a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. And just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And you can even bet on things outside sports as well. It's crazy. BetOnline, where the game starts. And then also let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. You ever need a part for your car? Head to the store. Go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you that they don't have the part that you're looking for. I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems. Rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using your phone at rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their hot to hear box because they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So we are back. I believe we have Rod back here. He is back. Here he is. Uh, we didn't we didn't hear the last point you were making, but before I give you the chance to get that out, uh, let me thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are now on YouTube as well. We're recording this uh, with Rod with video. You guys, it's it's a new it's a new change. I like it. I think it's fun. We hit a hundred subscribers through four videos already. I can I I can tell you guys I don't appreciate that. Like I I mean I do appreciate that, but I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate. I guess I should say. Uh, so thank you guys. But go over if you haven't already. Go over to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Support us. But Rod, what what were you saying before your connection decided? To just- oh no no no, you're good. You're good. Just go on with whatever you got. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So I, I do I do enough talking as it is. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but okay, fair enough. So a few weeks ago, I told you guys I was going to give my hot take and I gave you guys my hot take. I don't think Rod knows about my hot take. Uh, but my hot take was that now, once again, I want to make sure everyone understands if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to look me in my eyes right here. When I tell you this, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, I want you to listen to my voice. As I say this very, very clearly that this is a hot take. The point of a hot, it's not supposed to be likely to happen. It's not supposed to be a favorite. It's not supposed to be something that you would bet on to happen. I, I'm not telling them I'm going to do that. It's supposed to be a hot take. And my hot take was potentially Killian Hayes winning most improved player of the year. I thought that, you know, with the outside Ooh, people. Sizzle. Yeah, yeah. So, but let me explain it. Let me, let me explain it for you. Let me explain it. So, the way I'm thinking is that people inside Detroit and people who were watching the Pistons saw some things that he can do. He had a tough rookie season, but you saw some of the things that make you believe, okay, he can be an NBA player. He can be a really good NBA player. I feel like the narrative outside Detroit, though, is he just had a horrible rookie season. The dude's trash. He's a bust already. Everyone hates him. He sucks. It's over with for his career. So I feel like if you're already starting from like that point, all you really need to do is just be like an average starter. And that's such a big jump for where people outside Detroit really have him at that they may consider him for most of the player there. Now, I, maybe not. I don't know. But that's my hot take. If you if you made me pick one hot take that's like a sizzling hot take that may not happen, probably isn't going to happen, but I'm willing to go out on a limb to say, that would be mine. So I'm putting Rod on the spot here. I told him this right before the podcast we started recording, what this last segment was going to be. So I don't know if he's able to come up with one yet. But Rod, give, give us what your your hot take for the piston season will be. Hot take, it's, it's sort of similar. It's not sizzling like yours. It's just kind of a, a marinated 
uh, sizzle here. There you go. <laughs> Kill, Killian Hayes, 10 points, six and a half assists, 30% from three-point range. That's not any kind of – that's not sizzly take, but I think those are reasonable numbers for him. And I think if he um, gets right above those in, in each of those areas, Pistons will be fine. It, this season isn't going to be about the number of wins. It's going to be about qualitative and quantitative improvement over last year. And if you pass the eye test with Killian, with, with 10 points a game, that's fine. He, he doesn't have to do a lot. But every shot that he's taking is one that Cade isn't taking or Jeremy isn't taking. So I think for him, the, the real key is just going to be trying to find a smooth rhythm of finding those guys, getting those guys the ball. That's your six and a half assists. And the 10 points is going to be residual spot up stuff that he can just knock down some shots. But I think those are, are good numbers to try to um, nail him down on it and, and say that's where your, your measuring stick is of whether he had a good year. So I, I'm glad that you brought up, and you've brought up a few good points, Brad. It's shocking, shocking. I, I, I try to. I try. It doesn't always work, but I, I do it sometimes. Um, but but I like the I like what you brought up about, you know, this season is not going to be viewed by, like, you're not going to tell how good this season was by wins. And I mentioned this on the podcast a few weeks ago that, you know, the Pistons realistically could improve at every spot. Like, Killian Hayes could get better. Isaiah Stewart could get better. Sadiq Bey could get better. We could see improvements from Josh Jackson, Hamadou Diallo. Frank. Like, I think the Pistons could realistically see an improvement from just about every player, and they could still find themselves at 13th in the conference because of how deep the East has gotten this year. Like, they yep. could – so, again, like like you mentioned, just because they're going to lose a lot of games, it's going to happen. But that won't tell whether guys are getting better. It won't tell whether this was a successful season. Uh, they're not ready yet to push for those kind of games, and other teams in the East have taken either home run swings are currently in the same predicament the Pistons were in like three years ago with like Blake and Andre, where they're like teetering on eight, seven seeds. And the Pistons aren't neither of those uh, areas yet in their restoration process. So, and I know, I know you like how I use restoration, uh, Rod. I'm learning. There Troy, you go. Troy, there you go. Working his magic on me. But uh, with Killian Hayes, I want to ask you real quick. So, we've heard from Dwayne Casey many times throughout training camp thus far that Killian Hayes. I mean, at least before he got hurt, that I, I believe it was Keith Langless of Pistons.com that that made an article saying that he was turning heads at the training camp. And then also that uh, Dwayne Casey has come out multiple times and said that he likes his aggressiveness. And then also we had Corey Joseph. We have multiple other players. Basically, Killian Hayes was being – his praises were being sung all training camp before he went down with an injury. Um, then we saw a little bit of him in the preseason game. He didn't shoot that well from the field, but he did look more aggressive. Uh, he tried mm -hmm. drives that I hadn't seen him try his rookie season. Uh, he had one drive. And I think a lot of you guys will remember this. He had one drive where he really – split the defenders in a pick and roll, got underneath the defender. And something last year that he did a lot was uh, he would either try to fade away from the basket or he would try to, like, finish over guys. And he never would really, like, understand that, hey, I can just go underneath this guy and hit with a finger roll layup. And he did that. Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's a step in, a pro step in the right direction because he didn't do that a lot last year. And we saw him do that a few times in the preseason game. He looked a lot more aggressive. So, Rod, basically what I'm asking you is, did you feel – I know it's a debate with some Pistons fans. I've, I've listened to them say this before, that is it just coach speak from Dwayne Casey? Is it just teammates trying to, you know, give him as much confidence as possible? Or is it is it for real? Is, is Killian Hayes, is his attitude actually different? Is his mentality different? Is he being more aggressive? Is he actually trying to take the bull from the by the horn and, and you know, try to become this player that we all believe he could possibly be? Is that is that actually happening this offseason from what you understand? Or is it possibly just, you know, they're just trying to hype him up as much as possible to give him the confidence to eventually do it. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 real. I think there's something there. Um, we we don't get to normally watch practice, but the little bit of, of practice that we do watch, even today, 
uh, was John Beeline working with Killian Hayes on just post moves and getting to finish at the rim with his right hand. And, and shocker, some people are going to say a right hand, he has a right hand. Yeah, I mean, he does. And, and that's stuff that they're working on. And from what I noticed in summer league and even in, in, pre, in uh, preseason stuff too, when he gets his feet set and he shoots that three, the percentage has to go up like 10% over what it normally would be. And that's why I think he can shoot 30% because with Cade and playing together, they're going to create some other opportunities for him to be that spot up guy in the corner where that corner three is just there. And if he pump fakes that, he can get to finish at the rim with a nice floater. And, and we've seen that from him too. I think those, those things will be there for him. It's just how does he integrate with Josh? How does he integrate with these other guys when they have these hybrid lineups? And uh, when they get out and run in transition, that might be his his stronger suit. And they've got to do a lot more of that stuff. Uh, and we saw it in, in summer league. When he's running with, with Cade, they're going to create some turnovers in the backcourt. They're going to have some easy two-on-ones because they're giving good pressure on the on the offense. So those are things that are just going to have to happen. But the, the whole Killian narrative is based on 26 games. You can't tell yeah. anything off 26 games. There's very little. And so starting a new season, having this summer to recalibrate and figure some things out, and, and having Cade with him in the backcourt, whenever that ends up happening, I think is going to do wonders for his game. And, and especially having Beeline to help him to work on some of those fundamentals is going to really help the numbers and help what the eye test looks like for him. Yeah, so just to back up something that you said here, so I'm looking at Synergy. I'm getting these stats from Synergy. That, uh, but like you said, it's only through 26 games, so the sample size isn't that much. We Literally, you, I've said this before, you can't take really much of anything. It's hard to take anything from his rookie season because it's all such a small sample size that it can all just be flipped in like a season or two. Like you, you don't really know. But to back up one of your claims that you said, you know, but if he gets his feet set on a catch and shoot opportunity, his by far his best uh, possession, his best play type was unguarded catch and shoots. He was in the 60th percentile in this, uh, in our guard, unguarded catch and shoot threes. Uh, he had 1.23 points per possession. Uh, so yeah, synergy ranks that in the, in the uh, tier of good. So, I mean, that was by far his best, his best uh, play type last season. Uh, everything else looked was below average, poor, uh, mm-hmm. etc. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think his shot, by the way, as well. Look, we got some. We got to see some of it in the one preseason game. And again, it really sucks that the Pistons dealt with so many injuries. I feel like this is something the Pistons fans really, and not just Pistons fans, but coaching staff, the GM, the the franchise, etc. Everyone wanted to see, and they really didn't get to see any of it. But in the few shots that we did get to see, it looked like his shot when, like you said, when he was set, it looked pretty good. Uh, he did make that one three he made from the top of the key look really good. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's just about repetition, getting those reps in. And hopefully, I've said this on the podcast many times before as well, that, you know, since he only played in 26 games, like this season is really going to be his rookie season for me. He gets to actually experience the highs and lows, gets to push through a wall. If, if he hits a down down uh, spin, he gets to try to push through it, try to get back up. Like he didn't get to experience any of that through a rookie season, not to mention the pandemic and, not really having a training camp or preseason before. Like, it was tough. So, I, I mean, I think it, this it, is really his rookie season. Everyone just needs to give him an entire season to really be, like, ready to say anything about him. And if you really think about the arc of what I he cannot, did. I can't hear you, Rod. You're talking, but I can't hear you. If you think – can you hear me? <laughs> I can't. Rod's currently trying to talk, but he can't. I, we can't really hear him. What about now? Can you, you hear me? Fix the, nope, he still doesn't have it fixed up. I'll, we'll try this right here. If he doesn't have it fixed, well, I guess we'll end it right there. But hold on, let me see. If I can help him out real quick. You good? Yep, I'm good. Nope, can't hear you. Ah. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. If Rod's able to fix it before I wrap up the podcast, I'll let him get out what he had to say real quick. But uh, 
if this if he is unable to oh he's back let's see what happens let's see it can we do it nope yes ah! he's throwing his hands in there it is it is what it is we we enjoyed the episode with rod today um thank you rod for coming on he's giving the thumbs up for all you guys not watching on youtube i really do appreciate it, rod for real he's the if you guys don't follow him already follow him at detroit news rod or det news rod beard on twitter uh, amazing work over there at the Detroit News. He's a great person, great guy, great beat writer. The Pistons. The, <laughs> the Pistons no, now. I'm talking now. I'm uh, talking now. Like, like I said, helped me from the beginning, so I always have a soft spot for him. So, But thank you so much for coming on for real. Uh, again, if you guys haven't already, go to the YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, make sure you go down below if you're listening to, to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. I really appreciate it. But next time I talk to you guys, we may know whether Kate's playing. Uh, we may have to wait to the 5.30 injury report on Wednesday, but I might have news for you guys Wednesday morning. We'll see. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.